Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Nintendo Watcher Podcast. I'm Justin, joined as always by no co-host today, but don't worry, Matthew will be back next week. Today's spot is a special episode, my review of SpongeBob SquarePants and the Cosmic Shake for the Nintendo Switch. Full disclosure, I was sent a free review copy for this review. The Cosmic Shake is the spiritual successor to 2003's Battle for Bikini Bottom. Back in 2003, Battle for Bikini Bottom was riding the wave of SpongeBob mania. Steven Hillenberg's nautical nonsense show had ballooned from its first pilot episode in 1999 to a huge worldwide juggernaut in 2004 with the SpongeBob SquarePants movie caught right in the middle of the early aughts was Battle for Bikini Bottom. Battle for Bikini Bottom went on to become one of the top selling PlayStation 2 games of all time. So one of the best selling games on one of the best selling consoles ever. It was huge. So when Purple Lamp and THQ Nordic decided to make a spiritual successor to that awesome game, Battle for Bikini Bottom, obviously it was a tall order. Over the dozen or so hours I spent playing the Cosmic Shake, I wasn't disappointed. Purple Lamp lovingly recreated Bikini Bottom and captured some of that early SpongeBob magic and really kickstarted my nostalgia for a series I haven't thought about in years. But the Cosmic Shake isn't all fun and rainbows. Here's my review of SpongeBob SquarePants, the Cosmic Shake for the Nintendo Switch. It probably won't surprise you to hear that the plot of the Cosmic Shake is a little thin. So SpongeBob and Patrick meet a fortune teller named Cassandra, who gives them a vial of mermaid's tears that grants wishes. SpongeBob goes overboard, makes too many wishes, and that causes this huge rip in space and time that allows Cosmic Jelly to cover Bikini Bottom. The rip also opens portals to new wish worlds, which are sort of like parallel universes in the game. SpongeBob and Patrick have to enter each of these portals to save familiar characters and bring Cassandra back this cosmic jelly that she needs to fix these rips in space and time. So the plot's serviceable, and most people might not expect much more from a game like this, but hear me out. The strength of the SpongeBob series is that these stories are you know crazy and zany and heartwarming. We're missing a little bit of that here. As you play through the Wish Worlds, you're not really progressing a narrative so much as you're just rescuing people. There isn't really a sense of movement towards anything in particular. You're just ticking things off a checklist. It's a small nitpick, but I wanted to mention it because SpongeBob's stories are what made him such a fun character to begin with. Outside of the story, the most impressive thing about the Cosmic Shake is how perfectly it captures the heart and soul of the series. The absurdist humor from the Hillenburg era of the series is back, and there are tons of references to those early episodes. The Krusty Krab Pizza, Fred the Fish, Rock Bottom, Glove World, Bubble Buddy, and hundreds of other staples from the first few years of the series make their appearances in the Cosmic Shake. So in the game, Bikini Bottom functions as the hub world, but it's way, way more than that. It's a huge open area that the developers have really made feel like a living and breathing town. As you progress through the main story, new sections of Bikini Bottom open up, and you can explore familiar locations from the series, like the Sandy Shoals Rest Home, Miss Puff's Boating School, the Chum Bucket, the Krusty Krab, the Tree Dome. And all around Bikini Bottom, there are tons of collectibles, enemies, and secrets to discover. Exploring the hub area is made even more fun by the residents. The characters in Bikini Bottom have their own unique dialogue, 
and some even have side quests for you. But what really makes Bikini Bottom feel real is that each and every NPC in the game has voice acting, and it's all by the original voice actors from the series. It's small, but it goes a long way towards building the game's fun and authentic atmosphere. So all around Bikini Bottom, you'll find these portals that take you to other dimensions. These dimensions function more or less as the game's levels. Apart from Bikini Bottom itself, there are seven different levels in the game, each much different from the last. The first three worlds, Pirates Goo Lagoon, Karate Downtown Bikini Bottom, and Wild West Jellyfish Fields are probably the most interesting in the game. They feel the most fully realized. The first time I hopped into Pirate Goo Lagoon, I was shocked at how massive it is. These levels are enormous, but unfortunately they're a little one-dimensional. Here's what I mean. Each level has its own theme and challenge, but it's not totally open for you to explore. Throughout the game, the level design is extremely linear and it doesn't leave much room for creativity. You can't make your own path to you know, get to a collectible or get to the end of the stage. There's a single path in each level and if you don't follow it closely, there's just no way to finish. The main objective in each level is to save a resident of Bikini Bottom and bring them back to the hub world, to save them from this, this portal, this parallel universe. But after you do that, there's not much reason to return to these levels. Sure, there are collectibles to find, but outside of that, once you're done, you're done. I think there's a lot of lost potential here. The levels need more story-based objectives, even if they're side missions to make you want to return and play them again. So throughout the campaign, you're constantly on the lookout for a few different types of collectibles. But the main two are Cosmic Jelly and Gold Doubloons. Gold Doubloons unlock more costumes to purchase in the costume shop in the pause menu. Cosmic Jelly works sort of like currency in the game. So the more you collect, the more costumes you can buy. And there is so much Cosmic Jelly all around. It's, it's at first I was trying to collect all of it, but then I realized there's no purpose. There's literally too much cosmic jelly. It has absolutely no value. There are 11 different SpongeBob costumes that you automatically unlock as you progress through the game, but there are also 20 additional costumes you can unlock if you want to track down all the game's gold doubloons, bringing the total number of different costumes to 31. Finding the doubloons and unlocking new costumes is fun, but the costumes don't actually do anything. It's Totally cosmetic, which was a huge letdown for me. You can imagine how the developers could have done something different with this, like give SpongeBob uh, a unique power or an ability with a specific costume, um, sort of like the different Spidey suits in Spider-Man or even some of the Cappy captures in Super Mario Odyssey. You know, that would give players a reason to try and, and unlock them all outside of just having these costumes available but the game doesn't offer anything like that. It just feels like a huge missed opportunity. The other thing about the costumes is if you change your costume, it doesn't actually update in cutscenes. So the costume you chose versus the costume you see in the cutscene are completely different. That's one of those small things that will really stick out to you as you're playing the game. It just breaks the immersion. In platformers, there's literally nothing more important than the controls. You need really tight controls. And to me, the Cosmic Shake misses the mark a little bit. The controls feel way too loose and SpongeBob's movement is slow. Like it feels like he's walking and jumping through quicksand. It makes it really difficult to have precise jumps. Outside of the normal jump that SpongeBob has, he also has a double jump and a pizza glider that help you readjust and recover from some clumsy platforming. But in some ways, 
it feels like those two abilities make the game too easy. It's almost like it's you feel like you're cheating. Honestly, I would just prefer having tighter controls without the additional abilities because the platforming sections really aren't that challenging when you know you have a, a double jump waiting for you or you can glide to a safe location. There's no other way to say this. The Cosmic Shake is rough on the Nintendo Switch. It's absolutely playable, but man, it's a slog. Those loading screens can take 30 seconds or more, and when more than just a handful of things are on the screen at the same time, or SpongeBob jumps off a tall ledge, it feels like the game really struggles. The frame rate drops to the teens, and the performance only got worse the longer I played. It's easy to point to the Switch's 2015 NVIDIA Tegra X1 chip and complain about the performance of new games in 2023. But the Cosmic Shake is your garden variety 3D platformer. Like there's no reason that it should be this taxing on the Switch's hardware. Again, it's it's not a game-breaking issue, but it's unexpected. But I did have one issue with the game that could have been potentially game-breaking. During my playthrough after, I don't know, three or four hours, the game glitched and wouldn't let me save my progress. I went through the menu several times, click save. I could hear the, you know, the audio feedback saying that it, it had saved, but I couldn't actually replace my old save file. And the autosave feature stopped working as well. So I just had to keep the game on and hope that it didn't crash and lose all of my progress. It sounds like I've been hard on the Cosmic Shake, but I actually really enjoyed my time with it. The one thing I couldn't stop thinking about, though, is it feels like a game out of time. I don't just say it because the golden age of 3D platformers has come and gone. There's something more to it than that. And to put it as simply as I can, I don't know who this game is for. The most obvious answer is kids. You know, 3D platformers tend to attract uh, a younger audience. But are today's kids still watching SpongeBob? To be more specific, are they still watching the first three seasons? Because almost exclusively, the jokes and the references in The Cosmic Shake come from those early years of the SpongeBob TV series and the 2004 movie. Do kids understand those references? You know, will they understand the jokes? Because if you don't know that source material, a lot of the humor in The Cosmic Shake falls flat. For aging millennials, The Cosmic Shake is a fun nostalgia trip, but I doubt many 30 or 40-somethings are even aware of The Cosmic Shake. And even if they are, how many are actually planning on playing it? So... The Cosmic Shake sits in sort of an uncomfortable space. The kids who watched SpongeBob 20 years ago and would have loved a game like this, they now have kids of their own. And today's 12-year-olds have their own cartoons, cartoons that were made for them. Even the later episodes of SpongeBob that really aren't represented in this game. So the verdict, SpongeBob SquarePants, the Cosmic Shake is a fun 3D platforming collectathon that gives fans a new adventure with an old friend but it's also a game that's struggling with its identity. Who is it for? Why is it made? And what does it give us that Battle for Bikini Bottom didn't? So, should you play it? Well, SpongeBob fans are going to love it. Exploring familiar locations, interacting with Bikini Bottom's residents are the stuff nostalgia is all about. But if you're not a huge fan of the original series, the Cosmic Shake doesn't offer many reasons to pick it up. But all that said, I think some of the technical issues will be ironed out with the day one patch. I'm giving the Cosmic Shake a solid 7 out of 10. SpongeBob SquarePants, the Cosmic Shake will release on January 31st and is available on the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC.